And we are back, Truck and Hustle Tuesdays. What's up, everybody? How was everybody's weekend? Everybody's Monday. Everybody back to work, back to the grind, doing their thing. Hope all is doing well. Uh, today's show, we have BJ Phillips. BJ Phillips is the founder of Black Small Biz. Um, Black Small Biz is a educational platform that uh, touches on all things trucking, as well as minority certifications and even sales funnels. Um, so if you check out her site, blacksmallbiz.com, you can learn a lot. Um, we're going to get into all that today during the show. Also, um, before we continue, I want to give give a shout out. You know, I like to recognize everybody that I see out there showing love um, to 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 truck and hustle. Um, I like to spread that love and give that love back. So, uh, Mr. Cherry, what's up? Q so priceless. What's good? Black thoughts are divine. My guy Polo be working. I've been owed you a shout out, my brother. What's up with you? Uh, GFP Sports. What up? Congratulations on starting your business. Cool Running Water, uh, Ty Gifted, and you know everybody else who's been who's been supporting the show. You know, just wanted to acknowledge y'all uh, and say what's up. Um, so that's it, man. We about to get into this show. Oh, 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 yeah. Also, let me let me let me get into this. We actually have our first sponsor um, for Truck and Hustle. We have a sponsor. We getting we getting real bougie now, y'all. So our sponsor is uh, Juice Easy, uh, Juice Easy. So so Juice Easy is fresh press plant based uh, juice detoxes. Um, they actually are located in Houston. They have two locations, um, one on the East End, and then also another one at the Galleria Mall. But you can also reach them at Juice Easy online and order a juice detox. So everybody's talking about getting healthy, getting fit. Yo, this is the way to go. Uh, you know, getting to that juicing. I've been juicing myself personally for last couple of years and it's done wonders for me. So if you're interested in juicing, check out Juice Easy online. Um, holla at my folks over there and you can use the code um, truck and hustle 15 truck and hustle 15 use that code and uh, you can get a discount 15% compliments to your boy all right so let's get into the show with no further ado and as I always love to say put your ears on and if you smell something burning it's only what only your desire what's up y'all this is Ramel Watley and welcome to truck and hustle podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I mean, black women, the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, we got all these, this black excellence, opening up all these amazing businesses, just doing big things. But our gross average receipts are $58,000. That's a problem. 
turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Well, I, I'm I'm so glad to have you here. I've been I've been hunting you down for a little while, man, trying to get you on the show, you know, so so yeah. you can contribute, and it's good to have you here uh, today. So um, I I, I want to start with, with with something, and we're gonna kind of go back, right? But I just want to start with, with with this. So, um, when I first kind of got introduced to you, um, like via social media, um, Instagram, um, you had a post that basically was like, you know. This this woman is, is is traveling all over the world, and this that while she's making money in the trucking industry, and I thought that was brilliant. I just want you to talk to me a little bit about that and how that whole thing came about, because that's the first time I really got introduced to to, to to BJ Phillips. So talk to me about that. Okay, so I want to say it was maybe 2014. Um, we had been in business, uh, so. First, I got started starting my dad's trucking company in 2007. Okay. And then I started my own in 2012. Okay, okay. So I had a little bit of experience, and I knew that I hated it. Okay, <laughs> so got you. the contrary to many people that probably come on this podcast, they're probably like, yes, it's the best. Like, I'm like, mm-mm. You know? <laughs> I, I, there's so many things that bother me about the industry. And so I was like, if we're going to do this, me in the Bay, I was like, we're not doing the quote-unquote traditional route. Okay. I I do everything. There's a post I always make. It says, I don't work hard for the money. I work hard for the view. Okay. I'm a vacation fanatic. Okay. So in 2014, both of us have December birthdays. And so we took off the month of like from Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, and we were gone for 23 days. Okay. And so wow. the whole time we were gone, our business was still operating. Our trucking business was operating and our truck list business was operating. Mm. So, you know, I thought, you know, I don't, me personally, I don't want to just teach people how to only buy a truck and then be stuck in their truck. Okay. That's not what I do. You know, okay. that's not what we do. We be all over the place, whether we're looking for trucks or whether we're vacationing, we're always somewhere. And so my friend was like, you can't just go out there and say, oh, I'm going to uh, uh, tell you how to start a trucking company. And that's it. Like, you need to tell them what you're really doing. So there you like, go. All right. I said, okay, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. She said, why don't you put a vacation picture up? <laughs> okay. Said, that's what I'm going to do. And I said, well, like that has nothing to do with truck. I said, you know what? I got it. I saw all these memes on all these pages and it's like, meet BJ. She's this, blah, blah. I said, forget right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> BJ's on vacation. There you go. There you <laughs> but go. The trucks are still running. So right. I, and it went crazy. Like it, that image got a huge response from a ton of people. And I think it hit home because people never thought that that's how you could operate a trucking business. Correct. You know? Correct. And I know there's a, there's a good, there's, I know, you know, them hood estates. That's yes. a couple. And when I, I, I found them on Instagram, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm trying to tell people that right. we do. Right, so, right, right. That's how that picture came about. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and, and I just wanted to start with that because um, I thought that was a, a, a great new approach to the business and something fresh that people hadn't seen before. And it really, you know, it, it, it got my attention, you know, so I'm sure it got a lot of people's attention as, as well, you know? 
Um, and I just thought that was dope marketing. And I just wanted to touch on that before before we kind of got into things. But but let, let's rewind. Let's kind of get back to the beginning. So you already stated that you started out with your father's um, trucking company, and yeah. then you, you you went into building your own business. So so let's start with with young BJ. He's still young, but younger BJ, right? Yeah. Let, let, let's go back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up? Where, where were you born? And, and, and tell me about your, your backstory. So I grew up in Northern Virginia, right outside of D.C., the DMV, as everyone calls it, but I'm not that cool. <laughs> um, All right. So yeah, I was born and raised here, um, and I didn't know it until I was right out of high school, but when my father started his trucking company, apparently my dad's dad had a trucking company as well. So I found of my grandfather in his truck and I was like well that's pretty cool dad like you're a second generation yeah 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 so, for sure yeah so I helped him actually what this is how I got into it because you know I told you I'm not about the trucking life okay okay Copy so, that. my dad started his trucking business and I wanted a minivan so everybody always laughs at me like <laughs> I was 20 years old and I wanted a minivan because I had a ton of friends I was like right. I need all my friends with me. Let me get this <laughs> I had a baby. So I was like, yeah, this stroller's in the way of people in the car seat. So get, let me get a minivan. He said, you going to work for that minivan. Right, right. Like, I just quit my job. Okay. Like, okay. He said, well, you can run my trucking business for me. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And he said, you'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. 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 So he threw me into it. This was like, July of 20, 2007. Okay. Dad's business is just as old as my son is. So got you. July of 2007, I started working for him. Um, and so, it just, so real quick, let me stop you real fast. So give me an idea of the business at that time, your dad's business. Yeah. How, how many trucks were in the fleet? Tell me about that a little bit. So my dad went against everything I tell my students. Okay. okay. He went out in 2007. He bought a 2007 triaxle dump truck, KW. Okay. 900. Okay. okay. It was gold. <laughs> a big gold dump truck. And I was like, Dad, what is this thing? And what are we supposed to do with it? And he's like, right. I'm private. And I'm like, okay. Right, right, right. Uh, he starts driving um, in two months later. So that was April of 2007. Two months later, his co-worker which ended up being my bae eventually okay nice if you come and work for me i'll buy you a new truck okay so my dad buys two brand new kw 2007 dump trucks wow okay they just start working and my dad's like okay go to the bank and i'm looking at these checks i'm like what are y'all doing? Right, 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 right. <laughs> now, now, was there any any trucking experience previous to buying the dump trucks, or what? What made the dump truck he industry? Worked, he worked for someone else. My son is getting his. That's work. cool. That's no problem. What's up, son? <laughs> he worked for someone else. So, some. So, my dad was a body man. He he fixed cars. Okay. His whole entire life. Mechanic. But somehow, yeah, yeah. So some one of his buddies that he worked on the cars, they were like, hey, I have a dump truck. So my dad went and got his CDL and he's okay. working for him. Nice. And so after working for him for a little while, my dad decided, he was like, well, I'm just going to buy my own. And okay. So he went down to the dealership. You know, I don't know if you know how it was in 2007. Anybody could get a truck. You didn't have to put any money down. Right. Okay. You could come in there if you had a CDL or you had a partner that had a CDL. They was giving trucks. You were good to go. Yes. Got you. So that's what he did. Okay. And so um, he went. He got the first one. 
after you know how it goes when you finance a truck, you make three payments, they call and you like, you want another one? Another one. <laughs> yeah. He was like, well, I gotta find a driver. He was doing well with the dump truck. You know, the, the checks were coming in, as you know, stuff comes in, everything's looking great. They offered him another truck and he was like, okay. So he offered a position to one of his coworkers and um, those two were just hand in hand. They just went to work. Okay. Um, again, triaxle dump truck. So we're doing everything asphalt. Um, we got our first snow contract that year. So they were pushing snow and it, it was, everything was great. Okay. Until I believe it was the, was it that same year or the following year, the fuel went up. Okay. And so everything just went, it just completely flipped on us. Okay. Fuel is our biggest expense. Right, right, right. It was like, we went from only a couple hundred dollars in fuel per truck a week. It was like thousands of dollars because the fuel doubled. Okay. Like $2 and some change to over $4 for fuel. And so that made a huge difference. And so for me, I was like, whew, you sure you still want to do this? Right, right. But, you know, we were making it work. Yeah. that went on for all the way till 2007. So we were still in dump trucks. Okay. My father got in a really, really bad accident. He ended up having to have brain surgery. Wow. And wow. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nerve wracking. And so at the time, his his driver had become my bay. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> a whole controversy. Right. So, right. I could imagine. You know, like, okay. Well, by this time, 2012, my dad had four trucks. Okay. So he had two drivers and he had his truck and I don't know what, oh no, he had three drivers and his truck. Okay. And so he got in an accident in his one truck, but there were still three other trucks. Gotcha. And so I'm like, we got insurance to pay. Like, He's having brain surgery. I didn't know what was going on. So we just went to work. Okay. So we just took everything over. He had no idea that the the trucks were still running. Obviously he's focused on his health. Right. So when he ends up getting out of the hospital and he realized that we continued everything, all the drivers were working, they were still getting paid. He was like, (laughs) how did y'all make that happen? Y'all don't need to work for me. Y'all need to do your own thing. Right. So he literally gave us half the money and went with us to buy our first truck. He wasn't even supposed to be out the house. Nice. We drove him three hours away and we went and we bought this truck. And then, you know, it was all downhill. We bought a dump truck as well, but we bought an old one. Okay. <laughs> we bought, okay. Have you seen that pink dump truck that I always post? Yes. That was our first truck. Okay. Burgundy and black at first. We bought a, a 97 Ford LTL. That's my baby. <laughs> and that was our first truck. And so we went to work. But you know what? The day we bought that truck, it broke down. <laughs> mm. Wow. wow. <laughs> the day we bought that truck, it broke down. And we put we literally sold a car to start this business, to buy this truck. We were on my dad's insurance. Like, we were piecemealing everything. Right. And we got three miles away from the guy's house that we bought the truck, and it just broke down. Wow. We had, we had to put $5,000 in the truck. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. From the gate. From the <laughs> gate, and we didn't have it. And thank God for my mom's American Express, okay? Mm. Shout out to American Express. There we go. <laughs> 
American Express. Sponsor, we got an ad. We got some ad revenue coming in. Okay, yeah, okay. That's all good. I'm just messing with you. Thank God to my mom's credit card. Right, right, right. (laughs) My mom's credit card saved our life. She was so generous. They did everything they could to help us. So, you know, we had that, you know, backing us. But from the day that we got our truck, it broke down. I was like, we already put insurance on this truck. We got insurance no matter what. Right. In a couple of weeks. And so I'm like, this is not going to cut it. And so, you know, that's where I was like, if we're going to do this, we have to do this differently because we can't just depend on this truck. Cause mm. you know, I did, I don't, I still to this day don't have a CDL. I had a permit at one point, but I was pregnant. So, you know, I didn't go through the process. Right. But I still don't have a CDL. So it's like you, if something happens to you, yeah. we're in trouble. something happens to this truck, we're in trouble. Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. So we, that's, you know, 2012, we started our trucking company, but we also started our truckless company at the same time. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. Got you, got you, got you. All right, so 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 when you guys started your company, tell me about kind of getting started. What did you guys do? I mean, obviously you probably had some of your dad's old contacts yeah. and connections. What did you guys do to start getting to work and, and get contracts to kind of get yourselves off your feet after you, you had the issues at first, you know, you got the truck back up and running. Tell me a little bit about the start, about well, the start of your company. We, um, my dad had a contract at this quarry and believe it or not, the Bay is the one that got the contract because he's very like people just know him, right? Okay, like, oh, he's, he's, he's connected. a good driver, yeah, right, he's, right, right. He's crazy too, so everybody <laughs> knows him. So they and they were like, Well, if we don't give my dad, his name is Phil, if we don't give Phil this contract, then we're gonna lose this driver and we need him to run these loads. So mm. they ended up just giving my dad the contract. It's a three year waiting list to get into this place. Wow. In the area okay so up just you know basically saying okay you can come in okay so when my dad came in he added us to his contract got you and um so the first two or three weeks we did that but then as trucking goes they said something like oh we only need one of your trucks to show up mm. so that puts us at a disservice because it's like okay my dad has his own bills he can't give his spot up to us even though he tried, because that's how my dad is. He's generous. Right. Um, so what we did was we just started working on some of his other contracts. Okay. Man, they were like, where'd he go? Um, <laughs> we need him back. And we were like, well, you said only one truck per company. So they gave us a contract. Mm. In the same quarry. Again, still people were still trying to get in there, but somehow we got in there. And um, that that is how we ended. So we, that's a contract that... If we still wanted it to this day, we could work. It's at a quarry. It's like a 30-year contract or something ridiculous like that. Okay. And it's like, it's almost like having a guaranteed route because you just show up every day. And as long as they have loads coming in, they'll give them out. The only problem is, I don't know if you are familiar with dump trucks, but if it's raining, your job ain't going to go. If it's too cold, your job might not go. Okay. If it's too hot, 
<laughs> like they come up with any reason. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and there's no guarantees on any type of money. If you're not working, you're not getting paid. Absolutely. And so that's how we, so then we started doing night work. So asphalt work to supplement, because that's a stone quarry. Okay. And so with some of the guys that were working with us in the quarry, they also had contracts with asphalt companies and they were doing brokering. And so they gave us an opportunity to start working night work as well. Okay. So that was, that was a game changer for us um, because that essentially doubles your income. Okay. Now that's hourly work. So, you know, I, I'm a big believer in diversifying your portfolio, whether sure. it's, you know, having a bunch of different things going on or within the same company. So we had tonnage work in the quarry, but then we were also doing hourly work at night and on the weekends. Okay. So, you know, that made a big difference because whereas the quarry work was like, eh, who knows what's going on? We could pretty much guarantee we will make a couple hundred dollars on the night work because they're, they were beating the clock against winter and trying to get all the, the roads paved before, you know, the snow and the salt comes back out. Gotcha. So, you know, that was a big eye opener for us. And, um, we started adding night work in as much as possible you know, we would hire additional drivers to cover because, you know, you got to sleep. So <laughs> At some point. <laughs> right. At some point, you got to sleep. And right. so um, what ended up happening was all these guys that had been in trucking before us couldn't get on these jobs. And they were like, well, how y'all getting on them? Yeah, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, well, I'll ask if we can put one more truck on. Okay. And it was like, okay. Yeah, you could send one more truck. Then the next day, I was like, getting phone calls. Like, I heard you got work. And I'm like, no, I, I don't have work. And mm. who are you? And how'd you get my number, by the way? <laughs> my phone started ringing off the hook from all these other guys that wanted to work night work. Okay. So at this time, brokering was like, as far, I, first of all, I don't know if I was breaking the law at this time. So <laughs> let's give a whole disclaimer. Disclaimer, After right. I was brokering for like two years. Then DOT sent this notice that you had to have bonding and all this stuff. So at, my, at the time that I started, it was like a free-for-all. Got you. So Got I you. Went, literally, in two days, I went from sending just our truck out on the night work to like sending 15 trucks out. Wow, that's crazy. And so, you know, at that time, it flipped the script because it was like, you're busting your ass day in and day out, and I'm making more money just by turning in paperwork. Right, you know? right, 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 right. We were neck and neck. It was like a competition. I was like, well, how much money did you make in the truck this week? Because right. I made 2800 brokering. Right, 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 right. Because my expense is paper. <laughs> Right, right, right. So, so how'd you even get introduced into that world? Like, how you, how'd you understand how the brokering aspect worked? I had no idea. Okay. All I knew was I could get more trucks to work the same job. And so this is how green I was. Okay. In the beginning, I never charged anybody anything. Okay. They were paying us $58 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> they were paying us a measly $58 an hour. I paid all the other guys $58 an hour. Okay. And one of the guys said something like, well, you know, all the other brokers charge like 5% or something like that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I didn't want to do that because I felt like 
I felt that was a bit high. I wouldn't want nobody to take 5% from me. And so instead of doing that, I would charge $25 a ticket. So if, okay. you, the, if you worked on a day job, I charge you $25. And if you worked on the night job, it, so the most I would charge any one truck would be $50 a day, flat rate. Okay. The guys loved it. <laughs> Right. You off the topic, like when you're doing five percent, that's a whole calculation, and right. you know. But when you flat say, rate, yes, so yeah, they yeah, yeah. loved the flat rate. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I was like, wow, this little twenty five dollars really adds up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I had no idea. All I knew was I had I came up with my own processes because I didn't have no webinars to attend. There wasn't. I don't know if you've experienced this, but for us. You ask somebody a question. I say this all the time. You can see a guy changing his tire mm-hmm. and you say, hey, how you do that? And he'll say, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, right, right, right. I'm pretty sure you're doing it like right now while we're talking. Right. I don't know. I just do it. And it's right. like it's so frustrating because I'm like, why doesn't anybody want to help? And so it's the whole competition mentality. Like you're my competition. So I'm not going to tell you, because even though this is almost a trillion dollar industry, you're going to take my money. Right. Right. Okay. So nobody would answer our questions. And so we just had to figure it out on our own. So when we would call and we would work for other people, I would look at their process. I'd be like, oh, you need my tax ID number? Hey guys, I need your tax ID number. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boys, give me your give me your insurance certificate. Got you. Oh, you want me to add you as okay. Then I started looking at their packets. I'm like, hmm, let me make me one up. Right. So I went and I typed me one up. I was like, okay, so now everybody gotta fill out one of these packets when they come to work for us. Got you. So I just kind of watched what other people were doing that we were working for, and I started taking from them and implementing myself. I noticed that even though we were working for a large company that the tickets that we were filling out were for the broker. And I was like, oh, let me go get me some tickets. Let me right. get official. So I started getting tickets. Like, you can't use your tickets on my job. You got to use mine. Right. I would literally just look at what people were doing, and I just started implementing it and what we were doing, and we just figured it out as we went along. We had some hiccups, like everyone does, but that's, I mean, that's what happens in trial and error. But luckily, things worked out. You know, we were able to do it for like two and a half years before DOT was like, oh, you need another DOT number and you need bonding. And I was like, forget that. <laughs> I ain't doing all of that. It's just too much. Yeah. Right, right, right. But yeah. So, so, so uh, eventually you had to obviously uh, conform, you know what I mean? And, yes, and, right. And, and, and get with DOT and do everything, you know, quote unquote, the right way. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. To, and, 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 that's, and that's actually what you actually teach now, correct? Well, actually, let me be very clear. I okay. call myself the loophole girl. Okay. Because I don't like a bunch of restrictions on me. I don't want you telling me a bunch of what I can and can't do. So when they said, oh, you can't do brokering legally anymore, I said, well, I'm not going to do it. Mm, okay. Which is the complete opposite of what most people would do. They'd be like, oh, my God, you were making good money. Right. Like, Forget that. I don't want to do that because I thought, now this is ignorance, Okay. I thought with my limiting beliefs that I would never get approved for bonding, right? Okay. Because I was under the impression when they say you got to go through underwriting, I'm like, underwriting sounds like they're going to check my credit and 
cool, baby. That ain't looking good. <laughs> so we're not going to get this bonding. So I said, well, I'm not going to do it no more. And all my guys were mad. But I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I will help you fill out the paperwork. Right. So this is how Chuckless Coins was born. And I know it can be confusing, but I'm going to break it down just a little bit. Okay, so let's in, get it. Instead of me brokering, I just started filling out people's paperwork for them. So I'm like, listen, I'll give you all of my contacts. But if you want me to fill out your contract, I'll do it. It's going to cost you $100 per contract. Okay. So then I started putting all my people on direct with all the companies that I worked with because I didn't want to leave them high and dry. These okay. guys become, you know, they started depending on me for day and night work for like two and a half years. And so I couldn't just shut down just because I didn't want to follow DOT's regulations. Mm. So I just helped them go direct. And so I started charging them to do the stuff that I hated to do in my business. So DOT would send a letter in. Some of these guys would be shut down all the time because they wouldn't be reading their mail. So I'm like, as soon as you get the letter, bring it to me, bring me some cash. Right. I started charging $100 for any and everything. Okay. I'll read the letter, I'll respond to the letter, and I'll keep you straight. Got you. So people started bringing me their letters. They would ask me to. I literally started picking up people's paychecks. So, <laughs> you know, like in this area, you know, traffic, of course, is crazy. I don't, where are you at? I'm in Jersey. Okay, so you know you're not the, you're not too far away. So oh, yeah, not too too far. Yeah, it's crazy, and I'm sure y'all got some crazy traffic. Okay, yeah, for sure. And so when you're not in the truck driving, you're not making money. Right. And so for all these owner operators, I would like do their invoices. I would. So I was doing the same thing that I was doing when I was brokering. The difference was it was not coming in under my check. Got so you. Required by law to get DOT, a new DOT number or the bonding. All I was doing was what I call support business. Got you. I got you. Got you. Owner operators. Nice. And so that's how I shifted so that I didn't have to. Well, well, I thought I couldn't get you know these approvals. I was like, okay, well, let's just shift. And so that's what I started doing. And then what would happen is word of mouth. And so at at one point I was picking up checks and doing paperwork for like 10 different guys. There was one guy, he was in the army and he was overseas. He came home, bought a truck, dropped it off with us and he left. And I basically was a manager for his company and I just handled all the paperwork and, and he already had a driver, you know? Mm. So, you know, I did a little spin on it. It was right. all the same process, but it didn't require me to have to go in. And it also decreased my liability, right? Right, right. Several times when I was brokering that I showed up to pick like a $20,000 checkup and they were like, oh, we don't have a check for you. Mm. That's where that bonding comes in. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Explain, so, explain to the people what bonding is for, for people who aren't familiar with, with that term. Just, just, oh, just, just a simple explanation. So ba well, so what we were instructed to get bonding for was, for example, like we were doing government contracts. To do a government contract, you have to have bonding. But basically it... it it is security. So if your broker doesn't pay and you have bonding, then you can get that payroll money from the bonding company, right? Right. And it becomes a separate issue. You're still able to operate. Mm. Um, even if they, let's say you have a contract and they pay every 30 days and you need the money quicker than that. So it's a security net. It's a safety net in case anything should go wrong. It's like an insurance policy, like on your money. 
Mm. You know, a lot of different businesses need it. Like if you hire a maid, you want someone that's licensed and bonded and right. can mess something up in your home. Right. So it, it's it's like a it's a, like a monetary protection, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, you know, and so it's important to have it, but I just didn't think I could get it. Got and you, got so, you, got you. You know, I said, okay, I got to figure out how to do this because I got used to that money. Um, and so I wanted to still make the money, but I, I just felt like now I got to get another insurance policy. I got to get, um, another DOT number and that DOT number going to cost me money. <laughs> the scarcity mindset. Right. Right. I had back then. So I just felt like I just had to adapt. Gotcha. And, and I just, like I said, I just went and I figured out what was a problem for me in my business my dad's business, everyone that we knew. And I tried to solve those problems. And so I knew paperwork. I knew, you know, invoicing, like a lot of guys were doing hand invoices in like a little ticket book. And I was like, your numbers ain't right. Right, right, right. Like, you charging me $2,000, baby. And your check was 900. Where you get these numbers from? Right. So it's like, you know, I started doing that. And then um, the other thing I started doing was people needed help to start their trucking business. Okay. They would go out, they would get a truck or whatever, and they didn't know the process. And so I would literally go and I would establish the business for them, help them open their bank account, you know, do everything that you need to do in order to get to the MVA. Gotcha. And so I would get them all set up that way. And so, you know, that's where the truckless coins concept came from. Understood. From me being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's being smart, man. It's being smart, working, working smarter, not harder. I I like that. I like that. So you just mentioned, you just mentioned a little bit earlier, something about government contracts. And I know um, minority certification is another Mm -hmm. thing that you specialize in. Um, How did you get into that? Um, and tell me a little bit about that, how, how, how that helps, um, or how that can help these companies out here. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Uh, it's really why I created the Black Small Biz platform, because, you know, my page is Black Small Biz. It's like, okay, but where the trucking Where the trucking at, right, right. Right, so I, I originally started Black Small Biz to tell people about minority certification, because Nobody knows what it is half the time. They're like, oh, I don't need that because I'm not bidding on government contracts. And I'm like, hello, (laughs) do you know what you're missing out on? Like, there's so many more things you can do. So basically, minority certification, which you might hear MBE, DBE, all these different, I call them alphabet soup names. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Basically, it is a government program where minority owned businesses and small businesses, they are able to compete with larger companies. And so the example that I always say is like, if your mom, if you ask your mom, mom, can I go play outside, right? Your mom might say, yeah, okay, go ahead. But if you say something like, mom, I wanna go to the mall, they might say, you can go, but you gotta take your little sister with you. Right, right, right. I like that, yeah. You're gonna get in too much trouble if you take your little sister with you. Right. So what I like to say is you in this story is going to be one of those big companies, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to throw no names out there because I almost messed up earlier, but let's say, you know, it's BJ's Chucking, right? Okay. Chucking is the big company. And um, the contract that was awarded is over $600,000. Okay. Well, the government requires that a contract of that size, that some of the work be given to minority owned businesses. Okay. 
So that's where the little sister comes in. Mm. Little sister is a minority owned business. And it's like, you can't go and get this mall contract unless you're going to bring your little sister with you. Right? Okay. Okay. And so, you know, that gets little sister out the house. You know? <laughs> gets, right. You know, some real world experience. That's really what it is. You're, it's one of these larger companies required to take you along, hold your hand, right? And give you access to contracts you would never be able to compete on. Mm. So the first time, when I first got minority certified, um, just like it was a fluke. Somebody was not performing on their contract. The minority that was assigned to a contract was not performing. Okay. And the job was about to get shut down. Okay. Minority was not showing up. And if the inspector comes out on this job site that is federally funded and there's no minority working and it's a huge contract, they will shut it down or the larger companies can be fined. Wow. Um, I remember in, uh, I hope we don't, we probably won't get in trouble for this because it's a news article, but okay. in Alabama, in Birmingham, they were building a top golf location. Okay. And they were not using minorities properly. They weren't reporting the minorities that they were using properly. And mm. they lost almost a, uh, $1.5 million in tax incentives. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, so these companies have no choice but to use minority businesses, even hmm. for top golf, that doesn't really, that's not a government contract, but you have to understand that when these huge companies come to town, the question is, if we let you get this huge plot of land, because more than likely they're renting the land, top golf doesn't go and buy the land. Somebody owns it. Some government owns it, whatever. If we're going to let you come and build this establishment in our city, what are you going to do for the people that live here? Mm. Right? And so what they say is, well, if you're going to do these things for these people, if you're going to give them opportunities and give them jobs, you're creating jobs, you're getting our minorities work, well, we can give you tax incentives or, well, we'll let you build, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't follow through and you don't use minorities, you lose your incentives or you lose your ability ability to operate that job. Mm. Okay? And so this is why it's so important. And I just find it crazy that we don't know about it because honestly, this was made for our industry. Wow. Okay? Construction wow. and trucking, that is the largest, you know, um, uh, minority contract that are out there because of course there's a ton of money from the government put into what we do. You know, whether you're a tractor or a dump truck, half the time you're working on something that's funded by the government. Right. Why, why do you think that this type of information isn't broadcasted more? I mean, if these companies need, you know, these mi- mi- minority businesses, um, you know, in order to basically move forward, why isn't this something that's, you know, put out there more? Why, why, why is it such a secret? Because of fraud. I made a post last week of this TV show I watched called Pearson. Okay. Um, in the video, the lady was like, here's an $800,000 check. Go buy half of this man's company so they can be minority owned right mm. it happens day in and day out or they'll wow. say, say hey bj i'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if you sign this paper and say you're a minority on my contract and me being ignorant i signed the paper and, and not ignorant in a bad way ignorant in that you do not know what's going on right right right, right. so i signed the paper because two hundred fifty thousand dollars is a good sum of money yes but when you're talking about a $14 million contract, look, I got to get my calculator on this one. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're talking about like a $14 million contract because we had a casino here. I think it was $14 million to do it. 
um, 23% of that is 3.22 million. Wow. That wow. is supposed to be allocated um, to yeah. small minority businesses. Right. And so they can do that with trucking, with electricians, they could do it with painters, whatever. But the, the deal is a lot of the times we benefit from that. Mm. Because nothing gets built if a truck don't bring the materials in. That's a fact. Right? That's None a of fact. the dirt gets moved if dump trucks don't haul it out. You know, right. the roads surrounding these uh, uh, these establishments, you know, so it's beautiful for us in this industry because there are so many, you know, one of the things that, that bothers me is that people think the only way you can get work is to get on a load board. Right. The only way you can get work is to work with a broker. Mm. And it's like, that's because that's what we were told. That's what we saw the trucker before us do. And it's like, Hmm, there's so much more for us out here. We just don't know it exists. And right. so that is why I came and created Black Small Biz. I was like, do y'all know this is here? Mm. Do y'all know this is here? Because you can get loans because you're minority certified. There's a um, loan program. You get 18 months, no interest, just because you're certified. Mm. Wow. I, I was applying to finance a truck. Now, I told you, my credit was jacked, okay? okay? Five years it took me to get an approval. And I was making half a million dollars a year. Wow. Because my personal credit was jacked up. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't know. I'm thinking, well, they going to look at my business. My business is amazing. Right. Oh, they want you to personally guarantee some of these trucks, right? right. I right. didn't know about business credit. Right. So, so I'm just, you know, I'm all confused. <laughs> well, I told these people, I'm like, listen, you see my statements. It does not make any sense to me that you're telling me no, just because my personal credit is messed up. Look at my business. I mean, right. I'm a whole minority certified. Bi Excuse me, Ms. Phillips, did you say you were minority certified? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that at first? He said, I'll call you back. 30 minutes later, he called me back and I had an approval to get a truck. Wow. That's crazy. Simply because <laughs> I took three months out of my life to go and get minority certified. Mm, mm. And so it's really, really powerful. Um, you know, it, it getting minority certified really changed the trajectory of our business and it, it opened our eyes to the opportunities that were available because when I was getting certified, there was a woman in there that was getting certified to sell printer ink. Wow. Wow. Ma'am, what the heck are you going to do? <laughs> I, I have no cut card. I ain't got no sense. I'm like, right, right, right. What are you going to do? And she said, well, the government has to buy ink for their printers. Right, right, right. Smart, smart, smart. Lady. <laughs> wow so it's really powerful whether you're actually i've never bid on one contract mm, it's all just basically come to you well no, no yes yes for the um, most part like you've been yeah. in the right place right time because exactly. you're minority certified they're like oh yeah perfect Let, let's go exactly i when i call to to get work you know when you call and say hey do you need independent trucks you know whatever they always say, eh, I said, I'm minority certified. So if you guys change your mind, oh, hold on. Let me, let me transfer you real quick. Wow. Because even if they can't use me today, they want me in their Rolodex. That's powerful. Oh, that sounds so old, right? <laughs> in the ro Rolodex. Y'all don't know what a Rolodex is. It's a contact. <laughs> ah, the Rolodex. That's they funny. They want your information because at some point they know it can be beneficial. Mm. So, you know, I, I've never had to bid on a contract, but it really really changed our business because remember at the beginning i said when we started brokering 
we were getting paid $58 an hour. Right. But when we got our first minority contract, I didn't even have to negotiate. Because remember, I was taking over someone else's contract. Mm, okay. We were getting $80 an hour. Right, right, right. That's life-changing. Wow. It's life-changing so much so that I was able to give all of my guys a raise, and I still was profiting $15 per hour off of every single truck. Wow. That's a, that's a full-time job coming to me for one truck. Yes, so yes. We're doing 10 and 15 a day and night. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. That's, that's life-changing. So at that point, yeah, it would have been worth it for me to go ahead and get the bonding and all of that stuff if I could. I just thought I couldn't, so I adapted. Gotcha. But again, that opportunity came from me being minority certified. I didn't even bid on a contract. I was just, like you said, in the right place at the wrong time. You know, at the right time. Right time. <laughs> Somebody was not doing right. And right. To replace that minority. And I was there to pick up the slack. So right. all I just had to sign a piece of paper that said I was the new minority. I didn't have to turn in any proposals or anything. And I got, I don't do math, but that was a big raise. Mm. It was a big raise. Wow. It was mind blowing. Wow. And so, you know, there's other things, you know, you can, you can use minority certification um, and you can provide materials. So when I'm talking about us paving 95, I always use the example. If we're paving 95, they need asphalt. They need, um, Sometimes they need gravel, you know, that those materials can be used with the minority certification. Wow. So that's I'm like, hold up. Wow. This is, this is. So crazy. you saying I could leave my truck in, in the garage? <laughs> I ain't got to pay no fuel. And oh all I have to gosh. do is just give this workout. Right. Right. This is where my 23 day vacations and the truckless mindset came from. It's like, listen, running trucks. Or running loads for money is going to keep you broke. Right. Because you start every day off in the red. Mm. Whether it's paying your driver, paying your fuel, paying your insurance. Every day you start off in the red and you got to pray that everything goes right. And and you got to pray that your broker pays you at the end of the the pay pay week. Right. Right. This is a whole different ball game. Hmm. And, And so when we added that to our traditional trucking it was a game changer for us. So, wow. so, so you guys were doing that and still running the, the, the dump truck as well, but you just combine, combine both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So, so is this information like public, like to where people can actually go and see what kind of stuff the government's looking for, what, what the needs are? Mm-hmm. I teach, I, I teach it in my minority classes. Sometimes I just go live. I'm like, look, let me show y'all something. As a matter of fact, the other week, I saw that in Washington, D.C., they are going to be putting all the power lines underground. Okay. That's like a seven-year project. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. a utility company. Right. That's a big deal. So I said, okay, let me show y'all. Like, I found that on Instagram. Right. I followed the hashtag for Washington, D.C., and the mayor made some posts. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, babe, we might need to go get some more, like, because we had moved on to tractors. Right, right. right. We might need to go get more dump trucks. Right. Because it's a seven-year project coming, and that, my friend, is pipe work. That's like, like, that's like sitting all day. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Letting letting the clock run. (laughs) That's that's pipe work, almost. Right. I was like, okay, so I went on, I said, listen, let me show you guys 
my thought process and how I do this. So I went, I said, okay, I'm going to look at these government sites. All this stuff is public knowledge. If they spend a dollar, it's public knowledge. Mm, It's out there. It's just that people don't know where to look and it's confusing, right? You don't know what you're looking at. You, You have no idea what you're looking at if you don't know what you're looking for. That's a fact. So I go and I show them, like, listen, you don't even have to get certified to benefit from this information, okay? Let me show you how to stalk these companies, okay? Mm. Because, see, my thought process is this. If you are working on a new big government contract, that's going to take so much of your focus, so much of your your business, everything, right? Because that's a huge government contract, and you have to make sure you perform. Right. Well, People typically have other clients before they get a big government contract. So I call them and I say, listen, I heard you just got this contract. Congratulations. Okay. But if you need some help covering your old work, call me. Mm. I don't want to work on that government contract. But if you need me to come in and subcontract and cover your other work, call me. Mm. It's not, <laughs> it's not how can I get in and how can you put me on? No, 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 no. How are you going? What is not what you can or what your country can do for you is what you can do for your country, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Not what that trucking company can do for you. What can you do for that trucking company? Right. I love that. Right, right, right. You gotta change your, your frame of mind, right? To how you can help people. Yes. The minute I started helping people, we forexed our income. Wow. Wow. So let, let's let's talk about that because you, you, you touched on um, starting Black Small Biz a little bit earlier. So now we're kind of right right back there. So Black Small Biz, um, this is your platform for, for, for basically education, right? Why was it important for you to start 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 this 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 platform? And tell me about it. What's the response been? How has it been since starting? Tell me a little bit about, about Black Small Biz. Yeah, so I started Black Small Biz in 2016, in the fall of 2016. And I actually started it because I love marketing, right? It's just, oh, it's so good to me. I love it. It's okay. Right? And so I was starting a marketing business because I had pretty much automated my trucking stuff, right? Okay. Okay. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to get into marketing because I had been researching it and I knew I wanted to do it. So while I would show up to these local businesses to talk marketing, Every single time I ended up talking about minority certification. Okay. Every single time. And I'm like, but anyways, that's not what I came here for. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, but that's what I want to hear. So right, like, right, right. I'm really bad at this marketing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It's not working. You're trying to sell one thing and they're trying to buy something and else. Like, well, can I pay you to do my certification? I'm like, yes, <laughs> but that's not why I came here. Right, right. I really signed up for this marketing program and I'm paying thousands of dollars a month for it. So I really need you to sign up for that. I don't want that. Right. You told me how to get minority certified. I'm like, got you. <sighs> so I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to just create an Instagram page and I'm just going to start talking about it and see what happens. Okay. Actually, I created an Instagram page, but I also created a Periscope. You know what that is? I do. I do. Periscope was so good to me. I would go every night on Periscope and within a couple of weeks, they just started coming in in droves. They were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I never heard of this before. What can I do with this? Like, how can I use it? So I'm just showing everybody. So that's how Black Small Biz started. But by nature of the beast, I'm telling people, well, only reason why I know this exists is because I used it in my trucking business. 
Got you. Okay. Right. So they're like, oh, you got you got a trucking business? Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> so I'm like, listen, people, I'm here to talk about minority certification. Okay. This is the deal. Y'all need to know this. But everybody's like, well, how, I want to know about trucking too. So that's how the two became one on the mm-hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day, honestly, I just know that when I was doing my research and, and really understanding this certification, there was this um, graph and it was from figures from 2016. No, it had to be before 2016. So maybe 2014, 2015, but it disturbed me to no end. So the graph was um, the average uh, gross receipts of businesses by by racial demographic. Mm -hmm. So they had like African-American, Black and African-Americans. And our average gross receipts was $58,000 a year. Wow. Which doesn't sound bad. Wow. Then you start looking. In comparison to. Latino Americans, mm. 154,000. Asian Pacific Islanders, 300,000. Mm. And it's like everybody, the, 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 the smallest number next to us was six times what we were making. Right, right, right. And it's like, why? We have the, I mean, Black women, the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, we got all these, this Black excellence, opening up all these amazing businesses just doing big things, but our gross average receipts are $58,000. That's a problem. Wow. Yes. That doesn't even make sense to me. And I felt like the reason why is because we do not utilize all of the resources that are at our disposal. Mm. So I was like, oh, I have a job to do. I'm required to tell people about this because I know it and I know it changed my life. So I have to share. Right, right, right. It's just like, I love black people. (laughs) I just love us. No offense, no shade, but listen, I just love us. And I want to see us win. I see so many people that have amazing skill sets and they're doing stuff for free for their friends and their family. And I'm like, do you have any idea? Not only, not just about how much money you can make and how you can create your own financial freedom. Do you know how many lives you can change with your info? Mm. we don't we don't we don't know that right For some reason we feel like we're not entitled to this hmm. and, and i need people to get up out of that so that's where black small biz came from it's mm. like you're amazing let's do this what information do you need to excel because it's a whole it's a whole listen i tell people all the time a lot of people hate me because <laughs> and i teach stuff i teach people how to go and utilize these free resources to the point where you'll never pay for another person's webinar or class again. Wow. Yes. And, and, oh, well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> you know, it, it cuts into my pockets too, but oh, well. Right, 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 right. We all need to win, period. For sure. That's for sure. Got you. So how has the response been working with people? I mean, you know, um, opening people's eyes to this new yeah. information, like how has the response been? How is it, how has that made you feel? Talk to me a little bit about dealing with people with this, you know, this, this new information that you're presenting to them. You know, I didn't, I wasn't taking it seriously. Um, people were excited about it, but it was probably not until last year around this time because last year in the summertime, we 
decided to venture over into tra tractors and I got really busy. So I stopped posting. I stopped going live and I would get these emails like, where you been? I need your info. I need your help. Like right. we miss you. And I'm like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that is so, oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Right. Um, but you get these messages and it's like, you changed my life. And I'm like, who? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you opened my eyes to this. And, and then people started, people that started following me on Periscope, mm -hmm. I would just make a post and they're like, let me tell you what I've been doing. You would be so proud of me. And it's like, dang, that was two years ago I told you that. Right. You done that with it? Right, right, right. So I didn't realize there was an impact being made until I stopped showing up. And then when I peeked my head back out, people were like, you have no idea what your information did. I've been looking for you so I could tell all these people, thank God you came back. So it's been good. There's been some negativity, but I don't, it ain't even, the negativity is not even worth addressing. Most of the negativity is men who say, I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't know nothing about trucking. Mm, okay. That is the only problem I really have. Other than that, it's all gravy. It, it's beautiful to see people um, taking action off of what I share with them and then what they're able to do. So it's been really good. I get great response. I get a ton of people, you know, asking me like, you know, can you come? People are telling me, I, the other week somebody told me I'm the female MLK. I was like, okay, bro. Listen, I but you right. were a bit too much. But you know, people want me to come and speak in front of churches and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you're the first person who has asked me for an interview and I accepted it. Wow. Wow. Because I don't, in my mind, I'm like, why would they want to, like, why? Who even right. cares? I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just stuff in my stories. And every now and then I give a little bit of good invite, uh, 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 good advice. But yeah, it's still confusing to me. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. To me. <laughs> wow. Well, well, I'm honored that, that you accepted my, my invite. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you don't, you don't got to do any more interviews after this, so I could be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you can shut them all down after this. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So this, we good. This actually we good, was good. I was nervous, but yeah, this is, this is great. Nah, cool, cool, cool. So we're not, we're not done just yet. Let, let's, yeah, let's, no. let's, let's kind of um, keep on rolling. All right. So we talked about black, black small biz. You also teach about sales funnels. You, you said you love marketing. Right. Talk to me a little about a little bit about sales funnels, because that's something that we really don't talk about on this show. And man, when I have a, a person who's an expert, I love to just get as much information as I can. So talk because you built a, a, a very nice brand. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've watched you grow over the years, just just following you. So you're obviously doing something right. So so talk to me and people who are interested in marketing products that they have, so forth and so on. Give us a little bit about, on, on that. Yeah, well, the deal with sales funnels. I always say game changer, but if you don't know what a sales funnel is, a sales funnel is like taking the best salesperson you will ever find and making them work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm. and you only have to pay them one time. Right. They are going to work for you nonstop and continue to bring you new customers and bring you new leads because it's not always a customer, but you do get leads. Right. Um, and so the deal is I, because I told you I'm lazy, um, <laughs> I have always wanted, I read this book. It was called the millionaire fast lane. Okay. 
MJ DeMarco. Okay. And he started 1-800-Limousines. And the whole thing is like, he says, we've been sold a lie. The American dream is a lie. Because no matter how hard you work, you're probably not going to be able to retire in this day and age, you know? <laughs> and we see that. Like, right. That's a fact. We see that. And so I really wanted something that operated in the background so that I could diversify. Right. I, wanted some, I, I, I have seen people, my mom worked 30 years for a company and two years before she was set to retire, they took half of her retirement away because wow. the government gave them permission to do so. Wow, wow. So where my mom thought she was, my mom lost $400,000 overnight. Man. And so I saw that and I was like, well, I can't depend on what I thought I was going to be able to depend on. I'm going to have to figure out how to make some money on my, on my own. Right. And so I tried everything. I have been MLM up and down. Okay. okay. All okay. kinds of MLMs. I've sold t-shirts. I sold bootleg Kylie Jenner makeup. Okay. <laughs> I was doing everything. But then I found out like, okay, at the end of the day, nothing is... You put a glass ceiling on yourself when you leverage your time for money. And so I didn't want to do that. And so that's when I found out about sales funnels. And when I actually started playing with them, I was like, well, this is, this is kind of interesting because I, I only had to do this one time and I set it up. And if I just keep posting or I keep running traffic to it, it's going to work for me. Because see, the, the thing is, I can only tell so many people in person what to do. Right. I can tell so many people how to start a trucking company in one day, right? Right. right. Because I talk a lot. I get right. to talking. I don't shut up. My consults, people get people get over on me because <laughs> they be like, "Oh, let me book this thirty minute consult, three hours later, <laughs> you still on the consult." I'm like, right, 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 right. So I'm like, okay, I can't do this one person at a time because I want to make an impact, mm. right? Okay. And so I felt like, okay, I knew these sales funnels work to sell physical products. I've seen it happen, but I've also seen people selling their expertise. Right. I was like, well, you know what? People are always asking. I don't really have time to teach these one-on-one -on -one classes anymore. So let me put my program into a sales funnel. Mm. So two years ago, well, now it's 2019. So three years ago, I taught a class called Rich and Truckless. Okay. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to start with Rich and Truckless, and I'm going to see if that works. Because, again, I want to retire. I'm lazy. And I want to <laughs> have to be literally operating hands-on a trucking business for the rest of my life. Okay. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to see, you know, people have been asking me to help them start trucking business for years. So let me see if I can put this in a sales funnel. And that's what I did. I recorded, a, I did that image that you talked about in the beginning of this interview. Right. I was like, listen, if you want to do this, come on through. So I did several live webinars and I was like, the webinar is pretty good. People liked it. I'm just okay. going to put the recording out from now on. Mm. So that didn't require me to show up every week. I could still do whatever was going on. Because remember, I told you I started that tractor business. I was busy. Right. And so we had dump trucks and tractors and I'm trying to do marketing. Right, right. I was like, well, this is supposed to be on autopilot. So let me just put this on autopilot. And I'm looking and I'm like, 50 students? Okay. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. 100 students? I'm like, wow. Okay, so right. this is working. 
well, let me try it a different way. So basically I kept doing it. I kept trying the funnel, which again, is just you being the best salesperson you can be on camera one time and then putting it out there on autopilot. Mm. And it's a game changer. It really is. And I've done it for physical products. I've done it for classes. I've done it for all sorts of things. And sales funnels work. They just work because there's a psychology. You know, you're never going to get someone to buy from you by saying, hey, you want this? Like it, the psychology of selling is it takes seven touch points for someone to buy from you. Right. Whether they know you or not, typically right. you need seven touch points. Right. And we don't have time to do that to reach the masses. Mm. But even with your podcast, I hope you have a sales funnel. If not, we're going to be talking about that. Oh, we're going we gonna to talk. We're going to talk. Okay. Because it's, it's just, it's so powerful. Even if you're giving something away for free, a sales funnel is amazing. It's, it's, it's complete automation. Mm. And the people who really make it big, and I'm not talking about famous. I'm talking about people who get to that level of financial freedom to where they can retire and they're still making money. They're doing it with some form of automation. Right. 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 And, and if your business is dependent on you being there, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you not to make money. Last week I was in the hospital. No, not last week. Maybe the week before last, the first week of school, I was in hot in the hospital two separate days. Right. And the rest of the days I was in the bed. Mm. And I still, with my sales funnels, was able to do almost $7,000. Wow. wow. But I ain't had no fuel, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I ain't had no fuel, though. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, I, I, I haven't talked about it a lot recently because I don't want to confuse people. Yeah. But every business needs a sales funnel. Even if it's getting drivers, right? Mm -hmm. with Let's turn a sales funnel into trucking, right? So okay. for me, if I was to set up a sales funnel today, one of the biggest sales funnels I would do is for drivers, right? Okay. Recruiting. I would, yes, absolutely. I would set up a front page, you know, do you have a CDL? Do you have a class A? And at that point, they would simply drop in their email address, their name and their phone number, mm -hmm. right? So now I have someone who says they have a CDL. Okay, so I can do a whole bunch of things from there. I can hire someone on Fiverr to call these people. Fiverr is like a, a gig site. It's like you can do, it used to be every gig was $5. So you could hire someone for $5 to make phone calls and ask them questions, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I would take it one step further. Once they drop that info in, then I would have a questionnaire. I would have them send me their driving record. None of this will require them to talk to me. Wow. Right? Wow. So now I'm weeding out people. Like one time I was on Craigslist putting ads up and I had people who hadn't driven a truck in 15 years, but they got fired from their job and they wanted to come drive my truck. No, you don't. No, sir. <laughs> you need to have been in a truck yesterday if you want to drive my truck. Right, right, right. So now I'm able to ask these questions and weed out the people who do not qualify. Gotcha. Might send them through another step like, you know how you go and you apply for a job and they do like a personality quiz? Correct. Yes. All of these things that you would typically do to hire a driver, if you want them to go and take their, their fit or a physical or their drug test, like all of that stuff can be put on automation. Mm. You can send them through the process. And mm. if they don't make it through all those steps, then they were not your ideal driver because mm. they either lazy and didn't want the job or they don't qualify. 
right, right, right. And then you take them through all of these steps prior to you ever having to speak with them. Think about how much time you'll save because hiring a driver is not easy. Correct. Right. All of this, you can do all of this and then you can have your system send their driving record and information directly to your insurance broker. Right. Right. And then your insurance broker can come back and say, this is a good candidate. Right. Cause right. that's my insurance. She was like, don't test drive them in your truck until you talk to me first. Cause you don't want to waste your time. I said, okay, that's a good idea. So, so you, you can set all of this up, have their information go over to your insurance person, and then they can say, yeah, you should talk to this one or don't waste your time because even if they're a good driver, their record is going to make your insurance skyrocket, right. Right? right? All of this can be done on autopilot so you can focus on money-making tasks. Mm. See, mm. so that's just one aspect of operating your business where you can put it into a sales funnel. Wow. Wow. And there was no sale being made, but it's still called a funnel because right. you're taking you're you're dropping in thousands of candidates, right? You you can run local ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever in your area, and you can get all of these candidates. And then as they go through each step, it's going to get a smaller number and a smaller number until you get to your ideal person. Got right? you, got you. And that's what you want, but you don't want to be involved in every step because right. as a solopreneur. When we try to do everything ourselves, we put a glass ceiling on our income. Yes. So I yes. like to use funnels and automation to remove as much of that glass ceiling as possible. Right. And then you have the time to be creative exactly. or, or, or run the operation. And like you said, do the, the, the money-making test. Yes. You know I mean? No, that, 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 that makes a lot of sense. And, and, and that's great. I mean, that's something that we haven't talked about here on Truck and Hustle, y'all. So sales funnels, if you guys have a, a a product or you have an expertise that, that, that you're interested in selling, go see, go see BJ, go, go, go check her out. Cause she's, she, cause, cause I'm, I'm going to tell you her funnels, her funnels work. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, just in what I've seen over the years, I can tell that you're doing things the right way and, and you're building your audience. And, and that's, that's, well, that's you. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so it seems like every day you're coming up with new creative ways to make money and new things. I just recently saw you, um, you, you did the truck flipping thing. Right. Yeah. I, I see that's kind of something you're moving into a little bit. Tell well, that's the bay. That's his arena. Oh, okay. A long time. Okay. I was like, do you want to teach a class? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'll help you. Come on. Let's Got teach you. Class. So he said, that's what he wanted to teach. Got you. So yes, we, we did the truck flipping, the strategy of that. And I think I'm going to link up with, um, with someone else to, uh, to talk about the wholesaling, like, you know, not wholesaling, but getting the dealer's license. Cause we talked oh. about the strategy but, you know, you have to have a dealer's license unless, like, if you're operating a, a trucking company, mm -hmm. you can flip trucks easily because you can bring them in, you can work them, and if people like them, they're going to ask you, can they buy it? Right, right. right. For sale. Right. right, for sure. If he could sell me, I swear he would. I'm telling you. He's like, it's ridiculous. So his model is everything's for sale. So if you have a <laughs> truck, like it don't matter if he just put $10,000 into that truck. If somebody comes with the right number, he's going to sell it. There you go. Then there are people who aren't in trucking yet and they don't own a trucking business. And if they buy a truck and sell a truck, like they have to have that, you know, the legal stuff set up. So I think we're going to do a part two to that to show people who are not in trucking exactly how they can get in on flipping trucks. Cause that's, that's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and shout to your DMX challenge. That was definitely, <laughs> that was crazy, man. That like, that was on point. That was on point. If y'all haven't seen, 
um, Black Small Biz DMX Challenge. Make sure you go on Instagram and check that out. Just to be clear, that's a side effect of a sales funnel. I clearly have too much time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> but you did your thing, oh, though. That, that, that was crazy. And that went viral. And, you know, I saw people sharing it and so forth and so on. So that, that was yeah. dope. All right. So 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 we're coming kind of, you know, toward, towards wrapping everything up. I don't want to keep you too long. I want you to be able to enjoy, enjoy your day. Um, what's, what's next for you? Because you have, you know, so much things going on. I mean, what are you thinking about five, 10 years from now? What, what, what's, what's in your mind? What, what, what are we working on? You know, um, probably my end game, I would like to open a truck stop. Okay. Yeah, because all of the things that we do, you know, and I, I haven't even talked to my audience about all the things that we do, but at the end of the day, what it all boils down to is when we started helping owner operators, it increased our business it we meet amazing people all over the world like we'd be on vacation giving consults okay right right right. so basically i think that would be my end game because there's a i feel like there's a lot of people out there to try to take advantage of owner operators um people that don't know the industry like that's one of the comments i get in my ads all the time like you don't know nothing about trucking you just taking advantage nah baby I know a little bit. (laughs) I know a little bit. And I do know there's people out there trying to take advantage of the people in this industry. So that would be my end game. I would love to open a truck stop, um, you know, in this area. One of our Baltimore truck wash closed like two years ago. And so we got to go all the way to Fredericksburg, Virginia, or Blue Beacon, wherever that is. Wow wash place or whatever so yeah i would probably do that if if i could do whatever i wanted i would open a truck parking lot slash truck stop that would be the end game mm. um i really wanted to my original entrepreneurial goal was real estate okay and so so if i could get those two together that would be my end game i'm working on it I'm working. Well, and I, and, I, and you've, you've had this much success so far and I haven't seen real estate at all in, in any funnel. So I can imagine, I can imagine once we get there, man, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, you know, it's real hard. You know how they say like build in silence. It's so hard. Right, <laughs> I right, really right, like, right. I've been something like, no, I ain't going to tell them that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nobody. No, I got you because a, a bunch of different messages could start to get a little cluttered, and right. people could start being like, "Hold on, what, what, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm all yeah. over the place." Right, right, right. Yeah, but I just feel like you know, in this industry, those are some things that we really need. Um, uh, we we need some more assistance for owner operators, where it's not just a money game, you mm-hmm. know, because we've done so well over the years charging the bare minimum. Gotcha. Our owner operators, like people cannot believe you charge 20 bucks. Yes, I do. And I do well. Okay. Right, 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 right. right. They keep coming back. Right. 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 Yeah, that's the deal. I, I just want to continue to be able to help people um, because I feel like a lot of the times in this industry, we get sold a dream, mm. right? People say, oh, you can make a ton of money, but nobody wants to talk about what can really happen. So I have this new webinar. I'm doing this free webinar I've been doing. It's called Death to, to Traditional Trucking. Okay. Um, because so many people believe you have to go buy finance this brand new truck and find a company to work for. Like people have the game so twisted and I just want people to come into this with a true idea of what, what they're getting into. Cause nobody, people talk about the money and the money is good, 
but they don't talk about all the things that plague us in this industry. And so I just want to be real and, and just let people know what they're really getting into and give them options. Cause not everybody is cut out to own a traditional trucking business. I could never do this if I didn't have my fiance. Gotcha. Right. Right. But there are people who could bring things to this industry um, that don't require them to go buy a truck and ruin their lives because they don't know what they're doing. Mm. You know, mm. This can be a, a very beautiful industry if you come into it with the right knowledge and the right skill set. And I think people go into it backwards. Wow. 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 Dope. Well, any, any, any other final thoughts that you want to that you want to tell tell the people before we before we wrap it up? Talk to the people that are listening. Just give me one last final thought. I just, I just want everyone, if you are thinking of getting into this industry, and if you are in this industry, I just really want you to think outside the box. Um, the running loads is not the only money there is in this industry. And if it's not really for you, then don't do it. You mm -hmm. know, There's other things that you can do, but the most important thing is run those numbers. Can you afford to operate your trucking business if nobody pays you? Got you. That happens to us a lot. Nice. It really does. It's reality. Um, and so just you have to be prepared. Go into this with the right knowledge. Do your research. And whatever money you think you need, double or triple it hmm. before you get into it. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, where can the people reach you? So Social media, website? Yes, you can go to blacksmallbiz.com and see what kind of shenanigans I'm up to. <laughs> or Instagram. I'm always on Instagram because, you know, I just love ratchet things. <laughs> so I, you can find me on Instagram. If you, you know, on my posts, I try to be very professional, but if you're in my stories, you might be in for something. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. 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 I gotta be honest, you know. Hey, hey, no doubt. Listen, listen, thank you so much for joining me today. You dropped a lot of bombs, a lot of value. I appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you go check out at Black Small Biz on Instagram. Check out all the courses, the curriculum, the mentorship. Um, she's been providing value for the last couple of years, and I'm sure she's going to keep on keeping on. Um, yeah. Nothing, Nothing's going to change. So thank you very much for joining us today. I appreciate you, and, and I'll definitely talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.